Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. 2023 is here, and the Union Tribune business team has compiled a list of 12 stories to watch this year. Business reporter Philip Molnar joins me now. Hi, Phil. Hi. Okay, we don't need to get into all the 12 stories, but let's start with the few that you're familiar with as the real estate reporter. Um, the top the top question, I think, for next year for many people is, will home prices and sales continue to nosedive in San Diego? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question. So home prices as of November had fallen six months in a row to a median home price of seven, $765. I'll start again. <laughs> okay. As of November, San Diego County's median home price had fallen six months in a row to $765,000. The, the main thing is mortgage rates. That's the primary culprit that everyone points to and, you know, interviews with buyers and sellers that have had, et cetera. You know, one of the things that's been unique about this slowdown in the economy, that's not officially a recession yet or anything, but it's like people aren't having to sell their homes. So what's going on is a lot of potential sellers out there don't feel the need to sell right now. They can just sit back and wait. So that creates an interesting situation right now where we have very few homes for sale, but at the same time, you know, not a lot of people that could buy them. So we're just kind of at this weird equilibrium point. Maybe at some point, you know, people decide uh, maybe that, you know, even with higher interest rates, I should still get a house right now. Uh, and then if something catastrophic happens with the economy where a lot of people need to sell, then we'll see a change. But just right now, it's just so strange. Like I can't see them right now. It seems like median home prices. A lot of the experts say that they're not going to go down as much as everybody thinks because there's so few homes on the market. So who knows what will happen every year the past couple of years has been a real surprise. So we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Related to real estate, uh, what do you expect to happen with home building? Do you think it will grind to a halt? Why would this be the case? Or, or what do you, what do you foresee? So we were, San Diego County was on track to build some of the, maybe the most housing it built in years uh, by the third quarter. But what happened is with interest rates going up, it's not, it's got a reverse kind of way. So when you build a big apartment tower, a lot of times like around 70% of that cost is in a loan from a bank. So that's important to keep in mind because that means their you know costs are going to go way up as far as borrowing that money. Another reason why single family builders might not feel as much motivation is if you've got fewer buyers that could actually afford their mortgages for some of these new homes being built, there's less motivation to go crazy right now trying to build with other issues going on. The thing is, a lot of these projects had interest rates locked in well before they started. So what you have is like, even if you see these big towers still going on downtown, they're, they're working with interest rates they got before this big hike. Or maybe they got in towards the tail end where it was still like maybe around 4%, 5%, you know, stuff like that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, a lot of the predictions are is that it's going to slow down, but we might not see the effects really acutely until the end of the year. 
Okay. Let's change topics here uh, and talk about SDG and E bills. Something that energy reporter Rob Nikoleski wants to know is why they are so high, you know, compared to the rest of the nation. What can you tell me about this story? Yeah. So, you know, SDG and E customers have been screaming from the rooftops for a while about paying the highest rates in the continental United States for energy. So the California State Auditor, he's expected to release a report in March examining why SDG&E is so high. So we're kind of going to be waiting on that audit. Maybe from that point on, something might change. I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts as far as that goes. But yeah, I finally started to notice my my energy bill go up. So I, I'm starting to feel it as well, even though I was really good for a long time and not really noticing these these jumps that other people were talking about. So it's it's a real issue here when costs are going up for just about everything still, you know, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. Okay, another topic is short-term rentals. I feel like before the pandemic, this was one of the hottest topics, how to regulate Airbnbs within the city of San Diego. They did come up with a framework this past year, and this coming year will be, or I guess we're now in 2023, the first year of regulating it. What do we expect to see here? So short-term rental thing is pretty interesting to me. So Lori Weisberg and I wrote a story, I think it was back in 2018, looking at Airbnbs. And at the time, the argument was the reason why home prices are so expensive in San Diego is because we have all these Airbnbs. And what we proved, I would argue, was no, not. You know, when you really sit down to try and figure out how many Airbnbs there are in San Diego, there we found there was way less than what everybody thought. And it wasn't like the scourge that could actually move home prices in any way. It made, made up less than 1% of the city's housing. So this is our story back in 2018, but there's not a lot of good data out there about how many Airbnbs there are, and it takes a lot of work. So the city of San Diego still, it could argue that they still had this theory that Airbnbs were like blowing up everywhere and nobody could buy a house because you're dominated by. Okay, so <laughs> San Diego decides they're going to do this license fee thing for Airbnbs and v VRBOs, all that stuff. And they said, we're only going to issue 5,416 licenses for Airbnbs. And then we're going to have a lotto for all the people left over who's going to get these Airbnbs. So what ended up happening was uh, they didn't, they barely got half that number of license applications. So now they're trying to persuade more people to apply. But the question is, were there not that many Airbnbs to begin with? I think so. Or also, are they just deciding to take these vacation rentals and not pay the fee? You know, so it's a very interesting time to see what's going to happen to the city of San Diego. Are they going to admit they didn't have the best data to figure out how much short-term rentals? But the, the problem right now with the whole situation is, is the revenue from these license fees was supposed to be used to enforce all the regulations, such as uh, responding to complaints, getting rid of nuisance properties, and you know, identifying any unlicensed rentals. So the whole system is predicated on getting these license fees. But if they've severely underestimated the number of vacation rentals in town, then the whole system's not going to work that well. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen there. You know, from you know my reporting over the years. I understand living next to an Airbnb is not fun 
and there's a lot of reasons why you know people can argue but one of the main arguments from a lot of airbnb critics is that it's causing home prices to go up and this is another thing of evidence that shows hey maybe vacation rentals weren't the problem maybe we just need to build more housing like every expert has been telling the city and the state for 30 years yeah, definitely can't wait to hear what you find out about that one and uh, what unlicensed or unregulated uh, properties might be up to. Um, okay, well, let's talk about Navoir, uh, the huge building off the side of the freeway. One of the big questions the business team has for the coming year is who will step up to remake that property? What are you thinking? So that site is massive, 70.3 acre property, and it's pretty close to the airport. I mean, you can imagine what the city could do with that amount of space. I mean, not only like tax revenue and stuff, but, you know, going back to almost every thread that we've talked about here is that the region needs more housing. So you got to think about what you could put there. You know, it's amazing. But, you know, the Navy is the one seeking the bids for it. So we'll have to wait and see how that whole process the bids are due by February 7th, but we know the federal government can move kind of slow sometimes, so we'll wait and see. The Navy's offering the land for an in-kind consideration, which I think is just super fascinating, it mean, meaning they could exchange some land in lieu of cash if they get new facilities out of it. So another example uh, of the Navy giving up land is Liberty Station, which you know resulted in a lot of housing, but... That took very many years. And then also the Navy coming back and saying that they would need more space than what they originally said at the Liberty Station. So just uh, keep that in mind that this is a long process, but a lot of the movement should happen next year that could be pretty interesting. Final question for you, and one that affects a lot of people, including us, is that will people ever return to the office in person? Predictions? That was... Okay. I don't know if we'll we'll move back to the office at the same pace everyone's thinking in the next year. Uh, a lot of employees are speaking their mind through leaving companies that require it to find at least hybrid jobs or other remote jobs at a time when there's a lot of worker shortages for all sorts of businesses. It's, it is a bit of a risk for an employer to say, okay, everyone needs to go back to the office when you're already short on people and then you lose like 30% of your workforce or something. I'm just making that up. So, you know, I think a lot of even, you know, San Diego employers like are operating with that in mind with it being a really expensive place to live and hard to get people. Maybe you don't want to anger your workforce and cause a bunch to quit. So, uh Workers have pretty loudly said in different ways, they do not want to go back to the office. So because of that, I mean, you can be, you know, uh, Elon Musk and order everyone back into the office and still somehow be okay, maybe. But, you know, for a lot of companies around here that don't have the salaries and don't have the workforce, it could be a really risky maneuver, but we might see a few different places give it a shot in the next year. We'll see. Uh, you can find the rest of these predictions at San Diego Union Philip Molnar, real estate reporter. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me.